The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Holmberg's morning sickness. You. I like it. Well done. Thank you, Alliance. So here in the morning sickness, getting emails like crazy from uh, it does, and it becomes this tribal thing. All I, I got to do is talk about the who was Mike Broomhead texted in and said the National Oceanic Oceanographic Oceanographers of Association of I don't know what it was administration the NOAA. And all I'm saying before we get into these. Uh, Jason Llewellyn, who's very funny, he emails me a lot. He says, you sound like a lunatic uh, with the conspiracy junk the last two days. For someone who doesn't use social media, you talk about the trends and certain topics on social media. Guess you use social media but hide under a fake name. I get it. It's worse than a cocaine or heroin addiction. And you've fallen down a rabbit hole in Trump's social network or something like that. No, (laughs) I just read a lot of news. And the news turns into social media, which turns into tribal politics. I'm not saying it's political. I'm saying a group that that, that is that wrong with something. That they miss that badly and then still have the nerve to say, here's what's going to happen next, is the same as when that lunatic guy says the Earth's uh, religious nut, October 12th, the world's coming to an end. And we all sit back and roll our eyes. And on October 13th, we begin to scrutinize him to no end and he'll never have credibility again. Why do, why do we allow credibility to people who swing and miss so badly in their field of expertise? Why do we go, all right, still listen to him? That's that's like because like I hate religion, but religion does it all the time. Makes these wacky predictions, end of times nonsense, all this crap, and we dismiss it immediately when one of them stands up and goes, "On October twelfth, it will all come. The four horsemen will ride in." Like, all right, we'll talk to you on October thirteenth, nutbag. And then that dude never gets another day to scream anything out without being a nutbag. Like you're immediately. Why is it that certain organizations get away with it? It's a it's an interesting query is all I'm saying. Why why are we? It's, why I don't is know it? If it's getting away. It's just get, it, it'll get reported. But why is it it'll social it media covered. conspiracy to say wow they were really wrong when they were really wrong? Why isn't it just the facts? Why isn't it? That's what we're all seeking. Like the normals, like man, they missed that by a mile. It doesn't mean you should dismiss everything they say from here on no, out. No, because of they, salt. they probably could turn around and say, yeah, sure, we've got this part of it wrong, but here's what we got correct. Well, so you just don't know. That's what all people who are wildly wrong and can't confront yeah. being wrong do. And when somebody's wrong, they go, yeah, well, maybe, but I did this right. It's the same thing when you're in an argument with your wife and she says something that you know you're wrong. She's gotcha. And you turn and say, yeah, but you now you're just fighting to be right. You're not fighting to actually resolve anything. Yeah. You're, you're fighting to scream back. Well, you do things wrong, too. It's like, well, that's not what we're arguing about, is it? Um, um. That's a desperate, you know, and then the worst person in the world is the one who just starts screaming F you at the end of the because they don't have anything. Once you start screaming, go F yourself to the person you're arguing with. They won. <sighs> it's a fact. Been my problem. Is that what you do? Oh yeah. You do that in a fight? <laughs> nah. F- you, Medea. <laughs> <laughs> Go 
go make me a pot. But she tells me the same thing, too. Yeah, well, you're Italian. That's different. I don't know how it works for Italians. <laughs> but yes, I actually do know how it works for Italians, and evidently it works. But, I, you know, and Jason may be goofing with me and whatever, because we've gone back and forth on emails forever, and he's a smart guy. But it's not always conspiracy to go, did you notice that the NOAA is, is wrong an awful lot, and we put a lot of credibility and money into that? Maybe it is conspiratorial, but maybe it's also time to be conspiratorial on certain things when you're like, man, did you miss that one? Then you probably got funded heavily for that prediction. It's like, um, you know, a stockbroker or financial. It just takes one big hit. They they got right. Well, that's true. Because yeah. there's other people, you know, in the weather that like, hey, I called it right. right. Well, psychics. And then they line up yeah. and the money starts. Psychics are immediately dismissed as lunatics. But when they get one right, they get TV tours. They get other to, people go to them. Oh, yeah, the police use them. You know, like that. We've well, I don't know what we're going to do next. So we turn to a psychic. I mean, like there's you get a couple right or close, and suddenly there is credibility. So I mean, but they should. Uh, if if psychics were like, I only predict where dogs are. I only predict where lost pets are. If they focused in on an expertise area, the way that the national. Ocean and uh, you know air oceanic whatever. atmospheric who gives a administration N O double A they're focused on one singular thing and they miss like if I to, like, you know if I told you I'm an expert on the NBA I mean I'm a total expert on the NBA and then told you that you know uh, LeBron James was going to score 35 points last night and he wasn't even in the starting lineup you'd be like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. You wouldn't listen to me. But you're the one who told me to bet that LeBron would go for 35 on a night he didn't even play. And you said you were an expert in the, you know, like I was trusting your expertise. Well, my expertise is flawed. Yeah. That's all. Call me conspiratorial or whatever. But I don't see it as right wing or left wing as much as I do like, man, did they miss that one? Is it Trump's conspiracy to say the NOAA was really, really wrong? And when you have proof that they were really, really wrong, we're supposed to question why we're talking about it? Imagine the business that you could have started if Kevin Durant did, in fact, get injured yesterday and you right. predicted it with your, your My dream. three dreams. I had your, the, the, the holy trinity of dreams. Would have been, I would have questioned whether I have... interpreter. I would have questioned whether I have powers. I was so nervous last night. Like, oh, I hope my dream doesn't come true that Kevin goes down in a heap. What a night. Oh, I, I text uh, I text Kevin Ray last night because he's calling the game out in Charlotte with Ann Myers Drysdale, and I said, "Man, it's a good thing Ann Myers Drysdale is there because I'm half hard, and she keeps that thing from going full bloom." <laughs> I'm sure Kevin hides his phone whenever he's he not looking. Look. Nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> not answering home again, but I did. I, 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 so many Suns fans text me last night. Oh, I'm half hard. Oh, I'm from, this is amazing. Doug had the Hopkins calls me up, and there's a. I'm like, where are you? Like a sports bar at the where are you at the Moose or something? And he goes, No, I'm at my house. He goes, like twenty people came over. It was like a Cardinals game. Everybody was. I'm like, this is this is the most excited the city's been in you forever. And Cardinals. It was great. And did the the, the the Reaper did not disappoint. He went in there all long and gangly like the aliens from Close Encounters and puts up twenty twenty three points I think yeah. in twenty seven minutes. Couple of blocks, couple of crew, just smooth as silk, looking sharp as ever. And everybody had a little, ah. all right, our hope has reason. And I, especially with my fingers crossed, going, oh, man, I hope I don't have special powers. That's all I was worried about. If you did, we'd be on a JSX oh, flight right now in Vegas. No, we wouldn't, because I, I can't use it for good after I've used it for such terrible things. I would, I, would, I would have to get into my 
pool of goop and become a precog from that Tom <laughs> Cruise movie. Yeah, it was great, though. He looked great. It was fun. No conspiracy there. It was just a beautiful thing to watch. The Suns are a... And, that was, and it was great because day one, they all looked like they were kind of like, this is going to be fun. Like, you can see a little communication problem here and there. Everybody makes a run. The Hornets had a little run. They got within six. But they led wire to wire against the team they should have beat, and they beat them. It was never in question. The one thing I think that might start happening with the Suns is against bad teams, when they get a little flow going, the game's going to be boring. They're so smooth, and it, like Kevin Durant is so smooth. Tom Chambers said it last night. He's like, it's the best scorer I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen a guy score so easily and so uh, in every facet: three pointer, driving, yeah, rebounding, turnaround, post up, you know, mid range. His mid range. I didn't realize this. Suns have three of the top four mid range shooting percentage shooting guys in the league right now with Book, Paul, and and Durant. They are going to be a tough out, and it is just oh my tummy gets all tingly. I've invested my brain into this team again, like I used to in the '90s. I used to be a ridiculous basketball fan. And then the strike in 98 screwed me up for some reason. I started, and again, what I always say, the reason my idea for a podcast is all your heroes are assholes. I got to meet the Phoenix Suns. My first job in radio, for the most part, that was uh, day-to-day, was covering the Suns. And getting to know those guys was no fun. The 1997-96 Phoenix Suns were a group of dicks. <laughs> they Jesus. were not. Well, and, and Especially in the locker room. Here's the room. thing, though. It took me a while to learn this. So, oh, there's a group of dicks in that locker room. So was the media. And I didn't realize. That's what I think is the uh, They were dicks. Worst part of because it. Because the media are, they hated those guys. And it's it, whenever you're in a locker room as a member of the media, you know what it feels like to be the least popular kid in your high school hanging out where the jocks are. Because that's exactly how it felt. This like, oh, here come the nerds with their tape recorders and their microphones. They're out to get me. And yeah, and they guys. And, yeah, and they are. They're experts. They know this game more than we do. They can, and they write mean stuff about certain guys. After and they're like, you could. The bitterness in the room was palpable. And it was a, it was an odd time. That was when the Robert Ory Sam Cassell trade happened and. That team was hated each other. I think they got off to like an 0-12, 0-13 start, got Paul Westfall fired. It was bad in there. And I was standing in that locker room, and that's when I saw Sam Cassell's gigantic ceiling fan of a dick come out and start screaming at the team. I'm the only mother about what's going on out there. You don't care. I got my junk hanging out all over, and I don't care who sees it. Hey, man, listen to that elephant. Any of you mother want to try out there? Anybody want to give a what is going on and how big is that guy's dick? That's the biggest thing I've ever seen. He's only six feet tall. They called Sam Cassell the alien as his nickname. You think because of his face? Uh-uh. I've seen why they call him the alien. That thing was huge. Like one of those giant eye arms and uh, it, I don't know. It had elbows and like knuckles. War of the world. Yeah, yeah. It came out and yeah. had an eye at the end of it. <laughs> State your name and purpose. Like, ah, it's a dick. <laughs> huge and then like within two days of that fight everybody got traded again and the team was i think they ended up 500 that year they were it was a disaster in that locker room but they hated the, they hate and so that basketball kind of went away from me for a few years because i had to sit in that locker room like i don't think i like these guys anymore so i stopped being a suns fan and then i got away from it and i realized oh media and 
and professional. Sarver didn't help much. Well, he showed up and just wrecked everything. But I mean, you know, I I start. I was never back into it like I am again now. I admit it. It's, that bubble during COVID made me love basketball again, and then just so happened the boys down the street started to become likable and fun again. But that Kevin Durant, oh, oh, I'd only fans with him. <laughs> All right, <laughs> fifty grand a month, man. You can't, how much money do you think you make? If you're like, I'm going to jerk off with Kevin Durant in the room. And he just sits there going, this is crazy, man. I'm like, I know. Don't look at me. Look away. <laughs> it's true. Well, you don't want to do that with uh, Sam Cassell in the same room. No, you do not. I'm telling you right you now. You have to be in the same room. <laughs> I've not seen Kevin Durant with his pants down, and I know he's 6 feet 11 inches tall and a whole bunch of slender, so that thing's probably got some look to it. I would, having seen Sam Cassell's, Take my chances that there isn't another one like that. And, like, who do you want naked in a room with you to make you feel, like, better? I'd be like, I'll try Kevin Durant. I know Sam Cassell's thing. And there's no way there's two of those in the same room. That It was blacked.com would pull their pants up if <laughs> Sam Cassell was around going, okay, well, this is embarrassing, that guy's. It was Coke can thick. It would it would have killed an infant like if it hit anybody under the age of five. There's a good chance brain damage would have been involved. That's it where the sw- idea of the Keystone Pipeline came from. <laughs> it was whipping <laughs> around like crazy, and it was making noise. Like he's sitting there talking to you, hear the whoosh, whoosh on each thigh. It's like it's smacking against him, and I'm like, that is it, nobody knows what he was saying outside of the cussing. I stand out here with my junk hanging out, and I don't care who sees it, huh? And the next day in the paper, I remember Scott Bordeaux of the East Valley Tribune wrote, uh, after an interesting tirade from Sam Cassell in the locker room. Interesting. <laughs> I know why you say that. Is that a human man? Am I a human man? It made you question everything about yourself. Sam Cassell said, it sounded like just a wet towel smacking up against marble. <laughs> hitting, the, hitting his legs and tummy. It bounced up into his tummy a couple of times. He was so angry. And there I was. With my little microphone that said 1015 The Zone on it. <laughs> and a, like a Walkman-style tape recorder. Call that a microphone? <laughs> within, within, eight, within eight feet of that, and I still felt like I was in the danger zone. And the entire... No, oh, it was horrifying. Beef tenderloin hits the marble slab. <laughs> 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 then I heard later, we played basketball with... Uh, or we played golf that time with Greg Ostertag, and he told us about Jacques Vaughn's nickname, <laughs> The Anteater. I was like, why is that? And he goes, because when he sat in his stool to put his shoes on, his dick touched the ground. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, you pick up bugs with that thing? <laughs> so maybe there's more of that. Like, all your heroes are assholes also has to do with they make you feel, like, terrible. Like, you don't feel good about you in the end at all. So getting back on the Suns bandwagon has been, like, it feels great because it's an investment back into what I used to feel before my love for the game and the, and the players was ruined. Because I don't know any of these guys, and I I know better than to meet any of them. I've had chances, too, like hanging out with Kevin Ray. He's like, you want to come down and meet the guys? I'm like, nope. I'm going to go in the locker room, and I do not want to go in that locker room for a myriad of reasons. But one of them is to never meet these people. Ever. Uh, when I saw Najee Harris over at that NFL thing, I kept it brief. I sure I could have gone over and go, oh, that catch against the Ravens, and Kenny broke out of that. That was an awesome game last second. Phil, what what were you? Th- I could have gone on. Uh uh-uh. uh. Hey, it's nice to see you, man. Keep it up. Stay safe. Be a legend. And I walked away. And he 
came to me later. Like, don't bother me, Najee. This is embarrassing for you and me. I don't want to get to know you. You might be horrible. As hard as it was for me to walk away from, you know, because he's not tainted yet. Double ducks, Najee Harris wandering around there. Asking about Alabama, Nick Saban. Could have asked him about Tom. Could have. Nope. All my curiosities got stomped with the idea that if he said, man, you need to get the f- out of my face, it would have ruined everything. Dave Kingman did it when I was 10, and I should have learned my lesson then. I was eight. I got flipped off by my hero for the Chicago Cubs, threw a bird in an eight-year-old boy's face. <laughs> I should have known then. But that's why I'll never know them. They are what I want them to be. The fourth wall will never come down. Ever. But it sure was fun to watch. Man, oh, did you watch it? No. Oh, it was fun to watch, Brady. You're missing out. You got to get on board this thing. You're too busy watching 14 year old girls play basketball, which is a. Tr- I understand why you don't like the game anymore. It makes sense. <laughs> done I, with the basketball. Now it's tennis and football. I think if I was you, I'd be done with basketball for quite a while. Your eyes have seen the worst of it. So trying to watch good basketball has got to be really confusing. Yeah. Kids sports, that'll wreck it. I get it. Did you, do you, neither of you guys watched either? What the hell's going on around here? No, I just followed it online to see oh, how, so how it went. But, uh, so nice. Lots of praise online. Oh, it was just, it was just a relief that A, I wasn't right and his knee didn't explode on the court. And, uh, just, it was great. Well, lots of people patting themselves on the back for how right they were about how smooth it was going to be. I, I had no idea. I still don't know. It's just one game, but it looked nice. That's all. It just looked really nice. It was a good first date. And from what I understand, he, he played mostly with bench players when he was in. Yeah, they replaced then, him with Booker a couple of times. Booker yeah. came in for him. They were only on the floor together a little bit. But yeah, I, mean, I guess that's just, Monty's plan, they're saying. Well, they were limiting his time, too, weren't yeah, they? 25 just minutes. Ease him in. He yeah. played for 27, but yeah, they're just, you know, they don't want him to go crazy. He just he hadn't played for months, so get his legs under him. God, it was pretty. I can't wait to the, actually get some real legs under him and see how they perform against quality teams because the Hornets stink. They were on a five-game win streak. I don't know. They're probably for the Rockets twice. and they're, they're, They stink. They have 20 wins. They stink. And they're missing one of their balls. <laughs> a Lamello. missing ball? Lamello, down I a think. ball. Is it Lamelo ball? One of the balls so, yeah. is He's, He broke his he ankle. He broke his ankle. So Lamelo's not. It's just a different team. Uh, I got an email from this girl, and she's emailed us a couple of times. I believe she was one that said she never got Sprite and graham crackers in her trips. Oh, but she, t- she uh, yeah, no, she says, uh, you're talking about OnlyFans. I do a little bit of OnlyFans. Sometimes it's not even uh, them wanting to see stuff. They pay me to watch them do weird stuff. One guy pays me to watch a video of him peeing in his own mouth. <laughs> I could do that. You want to wow. pay me to watch you do that? Easy peasy. What am I waiting for with OnlyFans? Uh, he wants me to call him bitch boy and just degrade him while he does it. On a Zoom call? You know how many times I want to say bitch boy on Zoom calls anyway? This is so I don't easy. have to touch myself, and I just watch you drink your own pee? Yeah, and it make fun of you? And then you... I'm built for you this. cut me a check. Ping, <laughs> ding, ding, this is, this is what are, I... I am completely are. and utterly built to degrade a guy peeing in his mouth for me. I am... I am... This is what, this is what I was put on the planet to do. All right, freaks. I'll watch you piss in your own mouth and say a few choice words. I don't know if it's HBO or one of them that had that same situation, but it was a girl and she had clients that she basically are ripping on. 
yeah. doing that same oh, yeah. thing, and she was talking about her business. But she's in the room, like she's a dominatrix, yeah, that's stomping Dom on him and whipping stuff. him. Yeah, yeah. That's, oh, I thought yeah. that, I thought she also had an online part. Where maybe I don't know. You're the one who saw it. Yeah, I, it's maybe she's just yelling at people online. But this one's better. Like more than a few of our uh, former MILF contestants are uh, oh, on the OnlyFans. Oh yeah. no, you don't have to be positive. I'll show you. Yeah, no, I'm positive of it, and you can show me, but I probably won't be that interested. <laughs> But they're, it's, you know, bringing in a couple of bucks here and there. Absolutely. I could watch a dude pee in his mouth and make fun of him for a few bucks. <laughs> it's, it would be great. We should have a segment on the show. Show us your weird thing. We'll make fun of it. Pay us. Invest We'll promote wisely. your page. It feels like a, a short shelf life. Yeah, yeah. Just you got to be smart with your yeah, money. Yeah. Or just keep your regular job and do it on the side until it dries up. That so kid speak. pulling in 40K, invest wisely. So oh, it's not going to last forever. a lot of years left. Sure, sure. But 40K a month for a little while is a pretty nice run. And hopefully you have enough uh, brain power to sit and go, I need to adapt. Times are changing. Yes, something, something. Check out Homework's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Listen, says Holmberg, Burt Kreischer is a multimillionaire for doing nothing more than taking his shirt off. I pitched the idea to my wife to start doing OnlyFans bikini videos. I showed her how much uh, Catch Me Outside Girl is making. And she even said, I'm hotter than her. I totally agreed. And I said, let's make some money. Get those clothes off. Uh, nope. I might start an OnlyFans page for myself, though. I'm a mechanic. Uh, maybe I do naked mechanic stuff on OnlyFans. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> I lay my pee-pee across a hot exhaust pipe. Might be worth 50 grand. Wrench goes oh. somewhere it's not supposed to. And here's what everybody's feeling. He says, I'm so sick of killing myself for the little money I make. OnlyFans is a golden ticket. And that little sentence right there, Ryan, is how everybody is like, man, I bust my ass. Everybody's deep. And I'm watching some dude pissing in his mouth, pulling in 50K a month. It takes some people like 12 months to get to $50,000 and they come home sweaty and tired and all this dude did was pee in his mouth and he's pulling on your annual salary in a month. Oh, come on. Uh, this one says, uh, John, this OnlyFans idea, you know, may not be your cup of tea bag, so to speak, but here's definitely a market for it. I recommend OnlyFans segment called Will They, Won't They? And in it, you have varying levels of water in your toilet bowls. And fans ask you to come by <laughs> and see if your sack will dip into their water. <laughs> you give some details, like it's a cold morning, the bag's a little tighter. Will they, won't they? And then people bet, you know, I have a little fan <laughs> and I have my bag out and I sit down and I'm like, I'm in the water. I am in the drip. Stand up, prove it, it drips out. Uh, bing, 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 bing. So I just got done, you know, maybe after a hard workout, somebody says, all right, come on by. He says, I don't know about you, John, but I want to see your hound dog ear get in there. <laughs> Guaranteed five grand. You already got a customer right yeah, there. I, right there, I got somebody interested ding, ding. on whether or not my stuff hits the bottom of your drink. Man. Who knows? 
But then you got to go to people's houses and stuff. Oh, so that's, that's, there's the know, problem. Yeah. you got to meet people, and that's something I hate. Dipping into foreign toilets. Yeah, and sitting on other people's cans. Mm. Yeah, I don't trust that at all. Not a bad idea, but who knows? The guy says, you know, I used to think until I listened to you guys this morning that this was all OnlyFans was. This yeah, is, hot girls showing us their boobs. But she used to be, I don't know if she still is or not, an ASU student. Her name's Violet Summers, or at yeah. least her online name is. And so two years ago, she had like 10,000 followers. Now she's got a million. She Holy just walks cow. around and pulls up her dress. Ten, takes pictures. Ten or 13 million on Instagram. Is the, uh, the horse mouth showing? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Is that what I'm seeing there, that little line? Oh, yeah. Okay, so she just shows us her vagina on the streets of yep. Tempe. And, and then she pulls it down. A million people watch that. Oh, there you go. There's that. Fee. And then she's added that now. <laughs> Is that her? It used to just be her doing <laughs> shots of her pulling up her. She's, she's got some wow. gigantic. <laughs> she's got Sam Cassell's uh, <laughs> mold in her mouth. But yeah, a guy says, you know, I thought that's all that it was just hot girls. But you're telling me that it's ugly dudes whacking off? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's for everybody. There's no gatekeeper to stop you saying, sorry, you're not hot enough for OnlyFans. You can do it if you want. And maybe you aren't giving yourself enough credit. Maybe there's a fetish yeah, for that you. That could you know? be too. Like, I'm out on this girl, even though she's really hot, because the camel toe is the grossest thing in the world to me. Oh, she she loves it. <laughs> I think I'd be gay before I'd like camel toe. Like, I just think camel toe is... Oh. I think camel toe is chief. so gross. <laughs> I don't know what it is about it. It just it sickens me. It's gross. So, so you'll take crank over camel? I would think oh, I'd tug a guy. Dear, no. I think I'd be more attracted Dang. to just a, a raw crank than I would camel toe. <laughs> For some reason, camel toe is a complete turnoff to me. Like it, to me, it screams it, it, it like, it, like well, it's a, like it's lo- open luggage. Like it has no hiked up a little much. It has no barrier. It can't stop anything. It's just everything gets sucked into the vortex. And then how do you respond to this guy, John? Honestly, I'd rather work all day and come home tired. Yeah, you know that's up to you. <laughs> but you yeah. could. <laughs> Tie yourself out for yeah. an hour well, in I mean, your room and won't make 40K. I get it. It's not for everybody. It's not for me. But it's it's definitely something that I, you know, I have to reconsider my brain on why I thought I would never be able to do it. It's because, you know, I still have in my head, oh, you have to be incredibly attractive and desired by the masses. And you don't. Another one says, John, you've opened my eyes. I've been saying for years, if there was a market. For dad bod butthole picks, I'd be all over. If it. you are willing to do it, there's a market. There's a market for it, and nobody's stopping Start you. Start the market. You don't have to go meet with an executive. And I think you're exactly who we're looking for for a dad bod butthole campaign. You just do it. You're the CEO of your own thing, and if it catches on, you're going to be like, you'll be blown away. If it doesn't, oh well. Apparently, bringing out the inner pimp in a lot of people. John, my wife has the perfect nipples. Yeah. I've been begging her to do this for over a year. I'm tired of working my ass off. Right. Nobody, everybody wants the golden ticket. Everybody's tired of waking up in the morning, driving and getting humped by some dude all day about how wrong you are. And then you go home and go, why, why aren't we going with our strengths? You've got perfect nipples. This isn't going to last forever. Why don't we play to our strengths and try to capitalize on them? And that's what OnlyFans is about. We have a listener. John, for the record, I'm an average 39-year-old white guy. Nothing spectacular. A lot like what you talk about on the show a lot. I have an OnlyFans page where I just rub one out every day and post it. I make an extra $1,200 a month rubbing one out a day. 
Just an average Joe? Yeah. Throwing 1200 bucks a month. Man, and I do it for free every day. Yeah. What the yeah. hell? That's like, like a rental property. Get on it. Yeah, that's like, that's like, that's like having property. <laughs> it's like having a renter. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're making a, you're making a decent amount of money. What is that? 24 grand a year? Is that right? Am I doing 1200 bucks yeah. a month? No, yeah. he's making uh, 18. 18. Well, something, I don't know how it works. I don't know what math is. Actually, 14, four. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You get four, yeah, 10, 10, 10 makes it 12,000 and add yeah. two months. Okay. I don't know how it works. I'm terrible at math. This is why I need to show my dick to people. I'm not, if it came down to math, I'd die. So you get $14,000 extra a year. It's, vac- it's a couple of vacations, maybe. Sure. It's a couple of really nice, nice one, vacations. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what we're waiting for. And again, the wall is down. You don't have to audition. You don't have to embarrass yourself knocking on doors, trying to get somebody to, can somebody film me do this? Just do it. It's what's happened to the music industry. There's no gatekeeper. It's what happened to entertainment. You just go online. Rico Blaze did it. Do your own shows. Yeah, and he should have been more upfront about it. He would have made more money doing the other thing. (laughs) Officer Blaze tried to hide it and still be a cop. I don't know. I don't think he was hiding it. I think he was. I think there was. I mean, I, there wasn't I talked to someone on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think people probably deep down knew, but he wasn't I, advertising I think someone it. Someone else on the police department were like, go for it, yeah. man. I think what the guy, you know, that's his deal. But he wasn't pulling some. No, you're not allowed to do that as a cop. You're, you're, he's, you know, he's not pulling people over and handing his card out. Same as being a teacher. You're a, you're an employee of the state and stuff. You're not allowed to start dicking people for money when you're on the clock, especially. <laughs> Yeah, that's well. That was the big rub, but they're like, we can't have you. Also, big rub, porn star. <laughs> that was the big rub, <laughs> which is also a website he had. Yeah, seeing this person says, "I'd rather uh, work. Uh, I love my job too much. The benefits and the people. I couldn't imagine doing another job." Signed, Christian rapper Nathan Sutherland. See, now there's some guys out there who found their passion. Oh, well, you got great benefits. You know, I mean, there's a lot to be said. I mean, you probably got medical. You're taken care of in yeah. the facility, and, <laughs> and your needs are met. Naps. Colin Kane has an OnlyFans page. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. He shows his stuff off there, doesn't he? I don't yeah. think so. I think he. Just I think shows he does. His, I thought he. Did, I think he just shows his body. Oh, he does. He yeah, I don't. Know. I don't think he shows his junk. Scott Nichols says, "Thank you, Camel Toe." I find those photos a huge turnoff as well. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that. I find that to be. I think it's gross. And I don't know why. Maybe I saw like a relative's camel toe at an early age and it kind of just spun me. Scarred. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. There's probably some psychological reason why it just, it, it is so repulsive. To me. It ain't good. It's gross. And a guy just emailed me and said, John, you're right. It snowed uh, at my house this morning. I woke up and actually had snow. I live in Apache Junction. That's not supposed to happen. He goes, screw you, N-O-A-A. And this is the first time anybody's hearing about it. Call it conspiratorial. I just call it, uh, you know, holding the flames to the feet of the people who scream constantly about right. what we're doing wrong. And then they miss by a mile, and you're like, well, you missed this one. Right. So let's calm down about 2028 and start focusing on what do you think will happen next week? It's actually not conspiracy to just ask for some. It's not conspiracy to go back and find an article that said, "Boy, did they swing and miss on this one?" And they get, and that's my my beef. We're all we're all like everybody goes crazy, but oh, where's our money go? And where's the government spends this and spend? That's a government agency. 
They get funding for that kind of behavior. And like Mike Broomhead said, they never get hurricanes right. I remember how funny it was when they had that hurricane shooting up towards Florida. And they're like, all right, one model has it hitting Miami. The other one has it hitting Charleston. (laughs) Well, I could do that. If you're going to give me that big a window, I can tell you what it is. Somewhere between Miami and the Carolinas, I can tell you if the hurricane's going to bump into Everybody in this city has to move out. And it didn't even hit that city. And I understand precaution. If a hurricane's coming towards me in Florida, I don't care what the weather says. I'm, I'm wanting out of there. John, I listened to you yesterday, and after today, I am not buying it. Is this a side effect of global warming? Bring it on, because there is snow in Phoenix. <laughs> right. The Estrella Mountains, you know, the ones you can see from Levine, yeah. are snow-capped. It's awesome. <laughs> you guys rock. Bring on Thanks. the drought. Ah, yeah, this drought rules, by the way. It's the <laughs> wettest drought I've ever seen. And the better part is, is the uh, uh, the lady that I was talking about yesterday that screamed screamed at that guy for saying, I would have to do this for 30 years for a drought to get better. She's shouting about that. And then the one guy says, well, can you explain? Well, weather phenomenon, if it's day-to-day, it doesn't have anything to do with the environment. It's global temperatures. And then she went on, in same conversation, same breath, to talk about how hot it is in uh, the Midwest in the summer. And he said, I thought we weren't... Supp- 70 in Columbus yesterday. Yeah, but the guy even said... Florida is up, you know, temperatures. But that's not unusual. It no, happens. And not. the guy said, he goes, well, I thought you just said you can't do day-to-day temperatures as a gauge. Well, when they're that high... It's like, well, so when it's convenient yeah, to right. you. Next day will be 40 degrees yeah. difference. Yeah, we got to stop arguing about it and just go, what happened to the whole, uh, let's, we need to treat the environment the same way alcoholics treat their lives, day to day. Just try to keep it clean day to day. I'm not a big, you know, believer that uh, humans are doing great things for the planet, but I also think the planet's going to be fine. The weather's and- like a good binge drinker. <laughs> You know, well, it just really comes in right it shows now. It's binging right now. rose up all over you, and you're like, Jesus Christ, weather. What was that? <laughs> but we treat it day to day, and then we, we do the best we can each day rather than worry about 40 years from now or worry about 20 years from now. We sit and go, all right, let's, let's do the best we can today, and then we won't have to worry about 20 years from now. It's like keeping your house clean. If you keep yeah. your house clean, you won't have you to say have to in 10 or 15 one. years, my house is going to be a disaster. We'll just clean it every day. John, to me, uh, the bigger question that I need answered is why they got it so wrong. Yeah. It's somewhat a science, right? Or it's it supposed is. to be. There should be some easily defined answers. Unpredictable science. So we can't put that much weight in everything they say. And I think shooting out 25 year you know, predictions that's when you can't get February, right? You can get models, but, you know, right. that's it. Just know, know that it's a model and it's right. not exact. It's pretty neat what they've got figured out. <laughs> but there's a lot they don't. So, you know, I'm just not buying into this whole – and I'm mainly talking about the drought situation. Like, they're barking and yelling about it. And it's like, can we change the focus into why the drought is not getting fixed with all this water? This past month, everybody's on it because right now it says, John, preach on. I am driving in a blizzard from Tucson to Douglas right now. Yeah. Tucson to Douglas. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's extreme weather. Thanks. We needed it. Right. Anyway. And plus, all those Mexicans freezing out in the desert right now. They're going to be easier to catch. (laughs) Look, it's a triple-edged wind for us right now. All those people that thought they'd cross in the good weather picked the worst possible winter to try to become American. They don't want to cross in the summer. That's horrifying. But now it's blizzards. This is, it's better than a wall. Maybe Trump changed the weather. That'll make people happy. I did this. There we go. It's my big weather wall. It's a wall of weather. It's an Oasis song I rewrote. You are my weather wall. (laughs)
Step inside that whatever, whatever weather wall. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm just tired of every... Like, I guess I'm... I watched a little of The Daily Show last night, and uh, the host, uh, Hassan Minaj, made a great point, and he's like, how do they keep... How does each side keep screwing up everything? Mm-hmm. How did it take five minutes for a train derailment that's killing people and fish and all this other stuff and environmental nightmare? How did it take five minutes for each party to go, how do we win this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And how that's, do we spin and he, it in yeah, our favor? How do we win a... T- a t- catastrophe that's become more important than the actual right than fixing anything yeah yeah and i feel like that's kind of what's going on with the environmental thing i'm a big believer that we're screwing things up you're not going to get me off that train but i also think that when we get a break like this we need to kind of go all right cool this is a good win here instead of fighting so hard to be right that our side is that we are going to die from weather related problem is is all else and i won't take a win or my team can't take a loss is basically what it is. Well, I've been screaming and yelling at how the environment's crap and the weather's terrible and we're all going to die and the, all this is, you know, the animals are croaking and all. And then you see, well, this isn't exactly going to plan. I need to take this loss. Take the L. Take the L. The drought just, Lake Mead just got good news. I thought that's what we wanted. The Italians did. <laughs> the Italian. There's no water levels going up. We're there good. is no one happier in Barrel the Southwest. Yep. This storm is so much better for environmentalists that want you know all the water back. You got nothing compared to what the Italians are doing. <laughs> See how much it's raining up there in the Sierra Nevadas. We're all right for another ten years, boys. They ain't finding one shoe. <laughs> how deep were they buried, boss? Not very. They've been popping up like mad up there in Vegas. We need some water. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some Italian scientists out there going, we're going to create some snow. <laughs> I don't care how we do it, but we're going to f- create some snow this year. Shoot the, the weather wind. missile. Yeah. We at the NOAA predict a very dry winter. Oh, do you? you know what? F- that. Change that. <laughs> Change it right now. Whatever you need to do, atmospheric pressure boy, push in some water. If Lake Mead gets any lower, your ass is going to be in it. <laughs> yeah, the Italian. This is, this is an Italian winter. This is the greatest. I love it. I, I, you know they what I call it? I'm going to go over to the uh, Italian American Center, and I guarantee a bingo night's a little bit more relaxed than oh. it's been in a long time. <laughs> These guys are like, Oof, I got a bingo. I tell you what, I have not been this comfortable with myself in such a long time. Sambuca's all the way yeah, around. Let's go. Come on, light the fires. Bring me a buka. <laughs> The guy comes back to me. We're good. <laughs> I mean, the gabagool tastes better. The sambuca's going down smoother. I just feel like this weight off my shoulders with all this rain. Nobody happier than the Italians. Nope. Little, little boots kept popping up out of the top of the water at Lake Mead. God damn it. I, what I want to know is, and hopefully, and hopefully Martin Scorsese lives another 20 years, to do the movie... About the teams of Italians that had to go into Lake Mead at night and start pulling out. Relocate. That's actually a great story. That would be a great story. Because remember in Goodfellas when Mm -hmm. the body, they were going to do the construction site. They were going to dig up that fresh guy and they had to go get him. Supreme. I got a wing. I got a leg. I got a leg. (laughs) Hurry up. Mom's making fresh sausage and peppers. (laughs) Having the time of their lives digging that guy up. But I bet you that, I mean, that's a great movie idea to go, all right, we got to go out there. We just, you know, and there's a few bodies in there that aren't so old. 
Oh, and the Sopranos oh, yeah. had, had to move them yeah. because they're getting yeah. close to that, That's, like a relocate. It's what Italians do. But when late, they didn't assume they'd ever have to go. Yeah, you know, who the thunk? I never dove before. Put your max on. <laughs> and they're down in the. There he is. I see his boots. But those little boats that kept popping up and little bodies. Nobody ever said like, "Oh God!" But the mob had to go. And I guarantee you they had one trained deep-sea diver going through like me oh, pretty yeah. regularly. And putting that old old diver's yeah. helmet and everything. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I saw De Niro doing this with Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. once. I got it. I can do it. You put the big hat on. You go, you just keep unfurling that line. <laughs> keep uh, pumping yeah. air going. <laughs> what you got down there, Eddie? <laughs> that was a close one. I must have been eight feet under. Not anymore. <laughs> All right. Put him in a boat. How many more we got? Uh, 1,742 bodies, boss. All right. Unfurl the line. <laughs> it would be a great movie. Oh, yeah. Joe Pesci is underwater recovery operation Vinny. His lake means receding every day, just sweat pouring off their well, heads. It was like those scenes in the, the, that one board in Super Mario Brothers where you're going under the water, getting the gold coins and stuff, and you're just picking up bodies and stuff. Mario and Luigi screwing around down you there. You have to swim back yeah. up real fast. For, yeah. we got to dress him up like Mario and Luigi. Mario and Luigi in Lake Mead oh, is man. maybe the greatest board of the game. <laughs> <laughs> When, yeah, ching, when, ching, when ching, they were ching. swimming, that was the best. <laughs> Little bubbles coming up, and then his face would start to swell. I loved it. Who sure. knew Nintendo could see the future? <laughs> Nintendo was predicting what Italians needed to train to do. You know, you guys need to learn to underwater swim here soon. Environmental change is going to make that Lake Mead a nightmare for you. Because you know there's a sloppy one down there. Oh, yeah. You know there's somebody who stapled their card to them. And you know, like they hey, you'll forever him. know when they find me th- this body in 150 years. Well, they didn't realize it was going to be 15 years yeah. later. It's where the barrels came in, and then they'll find bodies wrapped in chains with an Italian horn anchor laying <laughs> <Yeah>. down. <laughs> you see Joe Pesci on top of a mountain. East winds blow, west winds blow. The snow <laughs> is amazing. Yeah, they're right. Italians are thrilled by it. Anything to pack that land down a little more in the bo- out there in Oracle, Arizona. Anything to add water to Lake Mead. I bet you we got a few here, too. They're, they're uh, good about the lakes, but then the water running in Vegas and stuff and some of the deserts, the droughts, yeah. the creeks that have been dry. Yeah, they don't do creeks. Moving stuff. Lake Mead was made for the Italians. Yeah. I wonder what, what, la- what you would know. What lake uh, do they use here? This is a witness, a heavy witness relocation in town. I don't know what you're talking about. Is it Pleasant? Uh, Bartlett? I don't know. You have a, a choice of four, I think. I think we have too much recreation going on. It can't be Lake Pleasant where the Italians dump because one of my neighbors is uh, like the, he's in charge of diving for bodies and people go under. And uh, so he'd find like a bunch of Italian discards on his trips, you know. I wonder if it's the river. I don't know where they put them. No, nah, river runs too much. River runs. And it, it dries moves. up too. Yeah, that's true. It moves them. What lake do people not like enjoy? I don't know. Apache Lake's pretty far out. It's far, but in the summertime, it's just a slew of idiots. Well, that, so it's can All of them are Canyon. Well, that's what I'm trying to wonder. Which one? Pleasant, Bartlett. Roosevelt, probably. No, it's the same. So you'd have to go up north, probably, where people don't drown in the lake because they're not playing in the water. You know? Yeah. Italians avoided that. Lake Mead's a, a risk, but it was so deep. 
We don't really have one. Of Powell's those. a long ways. Powell's too far to yeah. tow the body. It's not worth the risk. Spoken like an Italian. Yeah. You're trying well, I mean, to allegedly, me that's just that. what I heard. You're trying to gaslight me on that fact. <laughs> Powell's, Powell's too, too far, far away. I'm not driving all the way up there. I feel like OJ now. If I did it. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why the desert's so... Unless you hit Caliche, it's pretty easy to drop one in there. Nobody's walking around in the Oracle Desert outside of Biosphere. Safest place in the world to bury a body is outside Biosphere. Nobody's going there. Anyway, enjoy the drought. It's 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 a swamp. It's over. Yeah. Fish and alligators loving the drought this year. John, did you just call for an Italian rain dance? <laughs> I think they can do it. Look, <laughs> I guarantee you, <laughs> when that guy got in the room with the NOAA scientists, and you just heard, look, <laughs> I just saw Meads down another 85 feet. We need some snow. You geniuses, quit telling everybody it's going to be dry and fix it, or else. And those nerds up there were like inventing clouds and... <laughs> It took a little bit. We tried to get Gilbert Ortega to, to you know, to get the get the dance going for us, but it probably, didn't work out. They probably did go out there and bang on some teepees. <laughs> is that the? Uh, is that all bull? About you guys dancing, making water? Is that a thing? What are you talking about? Our rain dance very uh, spiritual. But does it work? Not really. All right, never mind. How much? All right, Chief Monero, hit yeah. the dance floor. Let's <laughs> what go. What it for you to Saturday Night Fever your way through a few storms? <laughs> You tell by way you walk, woman's man. No time talk. It's not working. <laughs> Chief dancing, Tony. Shouldn't they be worried more about erosion if this global warming is true? The desert's going to blow away all the all the cover from these bodies. They've that's what I'm saying. The washes. Uh, look, there's a lot going on, but nobody's out there. They <laughs> right. go where places nobody plays. If, if there's bodies laying surface out in the desert, nobody will find. That Tom Mix memorial that's out there, that nobody's visited that in ages. Other than our guy Michael, who went and made, like, you know, vandalized it. I didn't even visit it. I drove by it twice. You're not pulling over to look at Tom Mix's memorial. You were already chapped because you had <laughs> There's an there hurry. basketball game. I think, in a hurry. <laughs> I think Italians put boring memorials out there to people you don't remember. Silent movie film star Tom Mix died here. You should take a look. And people drive by going, I'm never going to pull over there. Oh, like, there's it's, where it's it is. More, it's, it's less interesting because there's a memorial there. So then you just put bodies in that creek that Tom Mix shot his Cadillac into. The story's pretty fascinating. Dude just went off the road and fired himself into the into the creek bed that had no water in it and smashed and died. And silent movie star Tom Mix croaked. And they built a little picnic area for you to have a sandwich and think about Tom Mix quietly because that's how he acted. I didn't even know that was a thing until there's we started. We ten more it. little memorials on that along that highway too. Sure, there's a little, oh the little crosses. Yeah, past all people, of them. People, but but yeah. those aren't for sitting and having a sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> maybe those one are, day. Those, are those don't have there. picnic tables. There's no really uh, hang over on. area. Sorry, you, you son of a bitch. That's a sad family's <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's a sad family's thing. I should pull over and have a snack next to these white crosses. That's that would be something you'd you'd gram too. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. The Kirby Dude Memorial today. Evidently, a drifter wandered onto the street here and got plastered. Family put up a memorial snack center. No, that's not what that is. Look at this white bicycle. Aw. <laughs> what he'd have wanted is a sandwich. 
How do you know? A lot more than what he got, that's for sure. <laughs> Wait a minute, Brady, you're leaving food behind? <laughs> I just didn't a nibble. Did I tip it out for my homies who didn't quite make it out of Oracle? Yeah, there's tons of them, but the Italians have put those things up. Why don't you pull over and take a look at the Tom Mix Memorial? Never. Oh, perfect. <laughs> put the bodies there. Nobody's looking. It's the least interesting memorial in the world. Uh, it's 728. What do you got out there on uh, the drought-stricken uh, musical board? Yeah, with all this drought going on, it's uh, it's still kind of a bitch to get up north. But if you can make it, Action Ride Shop's a place to be to pick up your skis, your boards, your bindings, and uh, all that other fun stuff. If you can't make it up there, then hit the trails because right after a rain, it's always fun. So they got uh, all the gear you're going to need. You can rent a bike. You can buy a bike. And right now, 10% off all hardtails. So cruise on in there. See Josh and the boys over at Gilbert Road and Southern or... Hit them up, actionrideshop.com. Uh, Mastodon on the list. we got Corn, Deftone, Static X, Megadeth, Dope, uh, Smashing Pumpkins. But there's a new Metallica song that they released uh, yesterday. Oh, we got to play that one. I got a, an email from a guy named Josh that said, I'll never forget when I was a kid, my dad took me hiking in the Superstition Mountains. There was a guy in a suit standing right in this area we were hiking by. And we looked at him. And my dad always said hello. How are you? And the guy says, careful, mine shaft. (laughs) (laughs) For years, the guy had to wonder, is this where they were? They're putting them in there. Oh, yeah. There's tons of mine shafts out there from what I hear. If if I was ever hiking and there's a guy in a suit in the middle of the desert with a toothpick. Careful, kid. Mine shaft. (laughs) What are you doing out here? None of your business. There's a guy in that shaft. I'm the state mine inspector. What are you, writing my biography? Keep walking. He had a gold tooth. <laughs> I don't remember hiring you for a game called 10 Questions with a Douche. <laughs> Keep hoofing it. You got some weight to lose, son. Careful. Mind shaft. <laughs> I would turn around and run. I'm like, they're burying somebody. I guess you have to act like everything's normal. Any guy that's wearing a suit in the desert standing next to a hole in the ground, I, I assume is up to no good. And the state the mine inspector. You <laughs> voted for him last time. I'm the mine inspector. <laughs> this one's clear. This one's free and clear. He's just standing outside of it. I'm waiting for my co-workers to show up here. We're going to inspect this here mine. You keep moving. That's hilarious. That's a story you can tell forever because that is definitely, right. if you can remember where that is. Uh, you don't want to know. No, I don't think so either. Uh, I don't even know. No need to go back. What's the new Metallica called? If Darkness Had a Sun. Oh. <laughs> Brett. I didn't say anything. Is that really what it's called? <laughs> that is what it's called. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if Charlie Murphy Had a Sun. See, look, it's uh, right here. It is. I guess it is. If oh, Darkness yeah. Had a Sun. Do you have it to play? Uh, I think Toledo's putting it in. Oh, he's putting it in the whole I think so. Oh, there it is. Okay, okay. it's right in front of us. All right. It's uh, If Darkness Had a Sun. Haven't heard it yet. It's out April 14th. They're releasing it now. Uh, slowly bleeding out their 72 seasons. Uh, 40th anniversary of Metallica Man. this year. 40 years ago, they released uh, To Kill Them All, right? That was the yep, first one? Yeah, Kill Them All, yeah. And uh, 40 years ago, Metallica started. So their 72 seasons is out now, or is coming out April 14th. And this is If Darkness Had a Sun. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said, fully erect. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet!
mesquite repeat ericsfamilybbq.com